Welcome to the Daily Tour Podcast, brought to you by the Fredcast Cycling Podcast, Bicycle.net, and Fredcast Tours. This daily summary of the 2008 Amgen Tour of California will be presented soon after the conclusion of each day's racing so that you can stay up to date on this important annual cycling event. The Daily Tour is sponsored by Fredcast Tours. Fredcast Tours is the perfect companion to the Fredcast Cycling Podcast and this daily tour summary. This year, we'll be riding from Salzburg, Austria to Venice, Italy, climbing the Dolomites and traversing some of the famous Giro d'Italia routes. The trip takes place June 25th through July 4th, 2008. Come along with us, take in the scenery, taste the local delicacies, become steeped in the cultures, but most of all, enjoy the ride. Visit www.fredcasttours.com for more information. And now, today's daily tour podcast presented by the Fredcast, powered by the resources of bicycle.net and brought to you by Fredcast Tours. Welcome back to our coverage of the 2008 Amgen Tour of California. We're glad to have you with us. This podcast is brought to you by the Fredcast Cycling Podcast and also is powered by the resources of Bicycle.net. Well, today is Thursday, February the 21st. It's time for Stage 4 of the 2008 Amgen Tour of California. Today, the riders are traveling from Seaside to San Luis Obispo in what is called the Queen Stage. And the reason why it's called the Queen Stage is simple. This is the longest stage of the 2008 Amgen Tour of California, with the riders going 135.3 miles. That's 217.8 kilometers. Along the way, there's one intermediate sprint followed by a Category 4 climb in Big Sur. Then, about 30 miles later, two more climbs. First a Category 4 and then a Category 3, followed by one more intermediate sprint at San Simeon before the riders finish in San Luis Obispo. And today, there will be no finishing circuits in San Luis Obispo. Now, just a word of warning about today's show, and that is that it is definitely an abbreviated show. The conditions were, well, less than optimum today, and we'll get into that as we review today's stage. But first, we'll bring you the few pre-race interviews that we were able to put together for you. The first is with Stephen Koza from Team Slipstream Chipotle. They've had a good year so far in the Amgen Tour of California. If you're not familiar with Stephen, Stephen was the 2007 Tour of Missouri Best Young Rider, and I think you'll appreciate the interview that we did with him today. So you may remember that uh, Stephen's teammate, Tyler Farah, who was wearing the golden jersey, had to drop out due to the stomach bug, and we heard that Stephen had had the stomach bug as well, so we wanted to know how Stephen was feeling. I'm good now. The, the rest of my team's sick, but I'm good, so that's that's all that matters. Now, at the time, that was a little bit of news to us, so we wanted to know, wh- what did he mean? Who is it that's sick on Slipstream Chipotle? Um, well, Danny Pate's pretty sick. Tyler Farrar's uh, out out of the race now because he was sick. Um, we still have three G- four GC riders. We have Dave Zabriskie, uh, David Miller, Christian Vanderveld, and Tom Peterson, so we have plenty of options, and uh, hopefully we'll get Team GC as well. So that's too bad. We were we were all sort of at least 
here at the Fredcast and Bicycle.net crew, we were kind of hoping for for Danny Pate to do well in the uh, in the time trial in Solvang, but uh, unfortunately, it looks like that's not going to be if he's not feeling well. So we appreciate Stephen taking the time to talk to us today. Now, if you are a regular listener to the Fredcast Cycling Podcast, you've heard about something called the Wounded Warrior Project before and their soldier ride, and we had a chance to talk to a representative from their group at the Amgen Tour of California. This is, this is Soldier Ride. It's part of the Wounded Warrior Project. My name is Rick. I'm uh, the bike tech, one of the bike techs with Ken Foraker. And we are here to get soldiers that were wounded in Iraq back uh, integrated into the bicycling world to do some uh, riding uh, with their families and, and, and the guys that they've been with. So uh, it's, it's a great thing. We're going to ride uh, kind of parallel to the Amgen Ride in segments uh, from we started in San San Francisco and we're riding to San Diego. Well, we're going to ride different segments and they're usually 20 to 50 mile segments uh, and we have about eight of them planned. Uh, My name is Doug Sawyer. I'm the assistant ride director for the Golden State Challenge Soldier Ride with the Wounded Warrior Project. And we're here in Monterey this morning preparing for a ride for the 17-mile loop down the, down the trail, down the beach, uh, with our wounded warriors that have served in, uh, so bravely in Afghanistan, Iraq, that have lost limbs and have uh, uh, some traumatic brain injury. Uh, some of these guys uh, are riding hand cycles, and uh, it's really a very impressive organization. We encourage uh, anyone to visit our website at www.com woundedwarriorproject.org and click on Soldier Ride or just check out the site in general. And uh, all, all donations go directly to our programs that we support, which aren't just bicycle riding, different, different types of fishing, hunting expeditions. Uh, and it's mainly to bring the guys back together that have been injured because as a collective group, they can certainly relate with, relate with each other. And uh, we will be down in Pasadena on the last day uh, with a, an expo tent at the Health Expo. So we encourage anyone to stop by and please uh, pick up a pin so you can wear on your shirt, say hello to the guys, and uh, it would really mean a lot to all the guys riding to uh, see the support from the general public. Uh, when, you, when you look at the general population throughout the United States, we have, what, 35,000 severely wounded soldiers, um, uh, airmen, all that um, directly from the this this war, so this is going to be a lot have post traumatic stress disorder, uh, very complex condition to treat. Um, so there's a very large population in the United States that's going to need help for a very long time, and the Wounded Warrior Project is about six years old, and we're going to be here for the remainder. Now I've covered this group before and talked about them several times on the show. And one of the questions that I've gotten before is whether or not this is a political group. Uh, by supporting the Wounded Warrior Project, are you supporting the war? Um, what sort of a political stance are you taking? And the bottom line of all of this is that it is not a political organization. And we asked that question, and this was the answer that we got. Absolutely, we, we have no fil- uh, affiliation with the Veterans Administration. Nothing. Uh, well, actually, we do. We. we in Palo Alto, we, we just picked up a lot of their most recently wounded veterans. So um, they, they're, a little, they, they're, as you can imagine, just integrating back into society. So we, uh, as staff members, 
really get in there and try to integrate everyone together, work as a team, and uh, make sure everything's safe for the riders as they ride. And uh, and it's it's just a tremendous, overwhelming. Uh, I was a paratrooper years ago, was injured, but I, I did not serve in the war. So it's a privilege for me. Uh, I, I love my veterans, and I'm dedicated. And this is a calling. I would encourage you, if you do have the opportunity to go out to this year's Amgen Tour of California and you visit the Health Expo, especially in Pasadena, where they're going to have a large tent, um, please do go out there and let the soldiers know how much you support them. No matter what your feelings are about the war, about war in general, about this conflict in particular, uh, I think we can all agree uh, that our soldiers have served their country honorably and well, and I hope that you'll have a chance to go out there and thank them for their service. Well, let's get to the results of stage four. This was described alternately as epic, disastrous. People called it some of the worst conditions they'd ever seen in a race, certainly here in the Tour of California. Now, last year, during this stage of the Amgen Tour of California, there was rain at the beginning of the race. I won't forget when we left Seaside uh, it was drizzling just a little bit, but then as the Peloton made its way down Highway 1, the rain continued to pelt them. But by the time they got to San Luis Obispo last year, well, the conditions had eased and the rain had stopped. Today, however, the riders were not that lucky. This was one of the hardest stages many of these people had seen in a very long time. Now, as an example, just a couple of examples of things that we saw out there Number one, we saw a number of recreational riders who were following the tour who literally, we saw them blown off their bikes because of the strong crosswinds. Several times the winds would gust and these people would literally be blown off their bikes and onto the road surface. We also had the opportunity to speak with Ivan Dominguez from the Toyota United cycling team, and he told us that the riders had taken off their higher-end wheels and instead put on the wheels that they use for training, simply because they're more durable and better able to handle these kinds of conditions. So this was a very tough day for all concerned. Now, there was a breakaway at the start of the race, and it stayed away for the majority of the day. It included guys like Jackson Stewart from Team BMC, George Hincapie from Team High Road, Dominique Roland from Toyota United, Iker Camino from Saunier Duval, Bryce Mead from Jelly Belly Cycling, and Edward King of the Bissell Pro Cycling Team, including also Hank Vogels from Toyota United. However, because of the conditions, by the end of the day, one of the strongest riders of this year's tour, Jackson Stewart, ended up leaving the breakaway and abandoning the Amgen Tour of California. Bryce Mead also fell to the same fate. So did more than a dozen other riders during the day, some of them with signs of hypothermia, others simply because their core temperatures had dropped and they simply were unable to go on. Here's Gavin Chilcott from Team BMC discussing the condition of Jackson Stewart after the race. Where's Jackson now? Is he in hospital? No, he's not in a hospital. He's not in a in a uh, in a precarious position right now with, with respect to his health. He was warmed up by the ambulance crew. They wrapped him in a blanket and they had these heat packs and they had. So, the although we're going to miss Jackson in the race, we're glad to hear that, uh, as Gavin said, he's not in a precarious position. 
While the breakaway continued on down the road, Team Astana was controlling the peloton and driving toward the breakaway all day, and the rest of the field seemed content to allow Astana to continue to lead the peloton for the majority of the day. By the end of the day, the stage win in the rain went to six-time Canadian national champion Dominique Roland, who was also, of course, in the breakaway. Second place went to Team High Road's George Hincappy, 18 seconds back, finishing at the same time, the Iker Camino from Saunier Duval. The rest of the field finished 2 minutes, 28 seconds back of the three race leaders, leaving Levi Leipheimer safe with his yellow jersey. Still in second place and 13 seconds back of Levi, it's Fabian Consolara from Team CSC, and 15 seconds back in third from Team Rabobank, it's Robert Gessink. Gessink is also wearing the Best Young Rider jersey, while still wearing the King of the Mountains jersey, it's Scott Knightham from BMC, and in the Green Points jersey, Dominique Roland, today's stage winner from Toyota United, with 36 points. Now, he's trailed by J.J. Hayato, but he's 10 seconds back with 26 points, followed very closely behind with 25 points, and it's Gerald Ciolek from Team High Road. Well, now it's time for Friday's Stage 5 Individual Time Trial. It's 15 miles, 24.1 kilometers, and there are many people among commentators, fans, and within the peloton who believe that there is a good chance that this short 15-mile course, just a little bit longer than last year's course here in Solvang, could be the deciding race to determine who will be wearing that Golden Leaders jersey on the final podium in Pasadena on Sunday. Remember, Levi Leipheimer's wearing the golden jersey, but he's just a few short seconds ahead of world time trial champion Fabian Consolara from Team CSC. Now, this is mostly a flat course with a very slight rise at one point, but we will see at the end of today's race whether or not this could be the deciding factor. It looks like the weather probably will cooperate. Relatively light winds, a chance of rain during the day. We'll have more details for you later today on our wrap-up of Friday's Stage 5. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us once again. We're glad you've been with us. We're sorry for the abbreviated show. The conditions yesterday just were not very conducive to getting a lot of interviews with the riders. Hopefully we'll have more from Solvang today. We look forward to talking to you on the next episode of the podcast. Thanks for joining us. That's it for today's episode of the Daily Tour Podcast. If you'd like to comment on the show, please send an email to thefredcast at gmail.com or send a voicemail to area code 435-258-6373. That's 435-258-6FRED. Please check out our website at www.thefredcast.com for more information about The Fredcast, The Daily Tour, and much more. I'll see you all again tomorrow for another episode of The Daily Tour Podcast, presented by The Fredcast, powered by the resources of Bicycle.net, and brought to you by Fredcast Tours. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 